Bienvenidos a Crónicas de la Raza. Welcome to La Raza Chronicles. Last week's elections were historic. We are thrilled to see more people participating in the democratic process than ever before as turnout soared across the country, particularly in our black and brown communities. While prospects for systematic social change are unclear at this point on a national level, voters here in the Bay Area and across the country made their voices heard for candidates and initiatives that support economic and environmental change. And here at La Raza Chronicles, we want to also say congratulations to former Bolivian president Evo Morales for his triumphant return to his home country after being controversially driven from power one year ago. On tonight's show, Julieta Kuznir interviews the staff of Homies Empowerment about their freedom store that supports families in Oakland. Greg Landau talked to a group of local artists and will hear their recent recordings, including John Santos, Rico Pabon, Jamie Duberly, Lali Mejia and Bululu, Deuce Eclipse, and Ismael Rodriguez, plus new music. La Raza Chronicles is produced by Nina Serrano, Julieta Kuznir, Greg Landau, and myself, Brenda Iescas. Stay tuned. You're listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. This is an intense time. We are all on our edge. People are thinking about the pandemic. People are thinking about our ongoing uprising around racial inequity. People are thinking about our schools and widening inequalities in our schools. And what's beautiful is that here in Oakland, California, we have community members coming together and reimagining how we can actually show solidarity with each other. I'm very lucky to have on the line with me, J.P. Haler and Lila Luran, who are both working with the Freedom Store, which is much more than it sounds, because most people think store, they just think a place that doesn't really care much about them, but just wants their money. Um, and I'm so excited to hear from you all about this very innovative opportunity for people to support you. So thank you both so much for being on this call with me. Thank you. Thank you. So first off, I'd like us to just give people some context. We are in November. We are eight months, is it? You know, something like eight months or seven, eight months into the pandemic. People are living a very different reality than they were before. What are you all hearing and seeing? So Lila, why don't you start off by talking to us a little bit about when you talk to some of the folks that you all are collaborating with this project, the Freedom Store, what are some of the things that you're hearing in terms of the lived experience that people are having in this pandemic, in this moment in time? There's people that are having, like, they've lost their jobs. They don't have um, money to pay the rent. They don't have money to eat. So we try to find resources for the community and help them out. So we get resources for the food and stuff. So we help them out with that. But if a family member does have COVID, then we'll try to find resources so they could help them with the financial burdens that COVID has been, well, has been happening to the community. 
That's the voice of Lila Duran saying a little bit about what the community is experiencing. If I lost you a little bit, um, Lila, we're all doing this remote because we're trying to keep people safe in this pandemic. JP Haler, can you talk to us a little bit about how did this project come to be? What is the Freedom Store? Where did it come from? Where who's who's making this a reality? Yes. Yeah, so you know, Homies Empowerment has been around for eleven years, and they're the organization. Um, that we all work with and that we started uh, the Freedom Store from. So Homies Empowerment is building a high school in East Oakland called Echos and has a community center on MacArthur Boulevard at 7631 MacArthur Boulevard. And when the pandemic hit, the Freedom Store coordinator that was there um, at the time, Selena Gonzalez Torte, she thought of the idea to put a table outside and start, you know, putting some canned goods and some clothing items and things to just let people as they walk through the neighborhood, pick up what they needed. The first week we found that we had a lot of people coming, 150 people. And then by mid-July, we had 450 people. And we started keeping track of how many folks those people had in their homes. And we realized we were feeding up to around 1,200 people a week at our Freedom Store on Tuesdays. And so the idea was, like you mentioned, to be in solidarity with our community and to provide what was being shared with us. So. The way that we do that is that we allow people to shop for themselves and there are no limits on what folks can get for themselves. We just believe that we are able to share whatever it is that comes to us. And, and we've had a wonderful support from our community and our partnerships and to be able to provide for all those family about a week's worth of groceries each week on top of diapers and toiletries. Thank you, JP, for sharing with us a little bit about the context of where this project came from. Lila Luran, can you tell us about someone or a family or someone that you know that had an experience at the Freedom Store, maybe what that was like for them or what give people paint a picture of, you know, who's actually accessing these resources? Yeah, so for me, it was like, so I'm not usually registering people in, like I'm coordinating everyone to like a position and stuff like that. But like, I do notice like the shoppers and when they come shop. So there was a family and the mom looked like she was in an abusive relationship or has been going through a lot, but she had two little boys with her. And so like, they were like helping her carry everything. They didn't let her carry nothing. So then it was like, they really needed the food and the toiletries. So they kept asking, how many can we get? Like can we get more than one? And so like we make those decisions, like providing more for families that really do need it. And it feels great, you know, helping the people in the community. So I teach as well. And I've been hearing a lot from my students that with the pandemic, a lot of places where people would typically go to access resources or even just get questions answered, like school sites, et cetera, or even like pop-up little fairs that would happen in the community are just not happening. And people are feeling pretty um, left out in the cold. Like a lot of people are feeling like that they're just kind of confused and there's a lot of information out there, but navigating the information is really difficult. So when you all were thinking about the design of this, I mean, it sounds really simple, but just putting stuff out and having people take what they need and having it be this place where people know where to go and have the schedule. So Tell us what you all were keeping in mind when you thought about this model and what for you was most important when you're thinking about how to best serve and how to best be there and create solidarity with so many of the people that are going to be part of this 
homies empowerment school one day, possibly. You know, I have to say, I don't think we were thinking a lot in the beginning. It just, we saw a need and we saw that we had the resources and the community partnerships to make it happen. And so we started thinking more about what it means to be doing this work as we were doing the work. So I think what we realized is something that came up really strongly in a word that's being a lot, used a lot now, but just that we wanted to be really in solidarity with our community, not providing charity. And what that looked like for us was to use the resources that we had to build partnerships, to get all the best food that we could get and the most diapers that we could get and share them without any ownership over them or limits around it and to really create community around supporting our community. So we have a wonderful group of volunteers. Many of them have been with us from the beginning, partnerships that have continued to increase and support the community. So for us, it just meant, you know, meeting the need that we saw and doing it in the best way and safest way that we could. Leela, you are coordinating everyone who's doing the work to make this a reality. And JP, you are working with partners to kind of stock the store. Is that right? So I'd love to hear from both of you how folks listening can either access these resources if they need them, but also on the other hand, if they have right now, they're noticing, you know what? I have, I'm, I'm working from home. You know, I'm feeling safe. My, I'm saving on commuting. I'm not buying my coffees that I typically buy. I'm not eating out for lunch. You know, I'm actually saving money. And they're finding that they want to make sure that they support and are there for their neighbors and their the open community, um, how they can be a part of this store. So maybe, Lila, if you don't mind give us giving us the basics in terms of if someone just needed said, hey, diapers, you know, food, we, you know, we have a strong need, you know, how, give us the info on how people can actually shop, be shoppers at the store. And then I'll, if you, then I'll turn over to JP, who can give us a sense of how do we actually partner with the store and provide, we find that we have right now, we're doing okay. And we can, we can be a part of supporting our, our, our neighbors. So I'll turn it over to you first, Lila. Yeah. So to be a shopper, you don't need to like, you just show up at our at like at our location, so seventy six thirty one MacArthur Boulevard, here in Oakland. And so like there's a line, and you'll just line up in that line. And if you're a new shopper, your first time going, then we'll register you for the first time. But usually we'll always get like um, people that come back, so then they're already on our list, and we just check them in, and they're able to get everything they need. And if you want to be a volunteer, then you'll email com, and they'll send me the email and we'll like ask you some questions and get to know you better. And then you can come volunteer for us. So like that's my part. Being a volunteer is like, I hear a lot of stories. Like I was a volunteer for a moment. And so like, it's amazing feeling like you're helping a community that really needs it so like the volunteers they do put in a lot of work and they show a lot of dedication to the community and so like we really appreciate that the hours for the store is tuesdays 10 to 4 but we're usually there from 8 to 5 p.m like on mondays if you want to come drop off donations we're there from 10 to 4 and so JP, I'd love to hear, so let's say some folks are listening and they want to support in some way. What are the many ways people can support? Yeah, thank you. So obviously financial donations are always welcome so we can continue to support our folks. If there are people listening who have partnerships for 
food distributors, produce, dry bulk goods like beans and rice and flour and sugar and salt. We've had some wonderful partners, but as this pandemic goes on, we need to to start accessing other partnerships so that we can kind of lift the load off of each other. So if anyone has any partnerships like that that they know of, um, we would love to be in touch about that. Um, toiletries, again, they're high, they're expensive items and something people need a lot of. So toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, shampoo, we all, you know, we never have an actually enough of those items because they're not as easily donated or accessible. Toilet paper, paper towels, things like that. New books that are culturally appropriate. So books in Spanish and mum, we have a lot of Guatemalan community members coming through. Also some in English would be helpful to us. We keep track of the number of children that that their families come through. And it's something like a thousand zero to five-year-olds are resourced through the store and a little bit more between the ages of six and 19. So any books in those age ranges that are appropriate for our community members. We're also starting to collect through another organization, but if anybody has brand new toys like in the box for those age groups, zero to five and six to 19 years old, we're going to be doing something for the holidays for the children in our community. So that would be really wonderful. Where do people find out more about Homies Empowerment in general? Yeah, people can go to homiesempowerment.co is the website. And then we have a Facebook page that actually has, I think, really good information and links to other media and how to help on our our Homies Empowerment Facebook page. We're also on Instagram at Homies Empowerment. Um, Another way that they can reach out in terms of partnerships is to me at jp at youthfoodproject.org. And Leela, you want to share your email address for any volunteer folks to connect? So you can connect to volunteer at homiesempowerment.co or my personal email is eroidaduran98 at gmail.com. So Leela, first off, you know, I know you've been with Homies Empowerment for um, for a while. So tell us your story and tell us really, truly for you, your experience, what is Homies Empowerment all about? Yeah. So for me, Homies Empowerment, I was in the organization since I was 14. Homies Empowerment to me is a family. Like we are there for one another. We show respect for one another and we're there to support anyone in our community. So Homies Empowerment was an organization that started helping rival gang members like sit together for dinners. Then it moved on to um, the high school. I actually went to Rice High School and it was a group to learn about our history and like see each other grow. It, we're just like, I feel like Homies Empowerment is a family and we're able to just be there for one another. You know, Homies Empowerment's primary purpose before the pandemic was really building the high school Echos. And then, you know, we also had dreams and we're building ideas around a homies empowerment cafe to feed the community and just like the connections between food justice and education and health and solidarity and how those kind of those things kind of all came together when the pandemic hit that where we felt positioned to, to serve and be in support and in solidarity with our community. I know right now it can be a little overwhelming. People are exhausted by the election. They're exhausted by really the relentlessness of the racial injustice we're seeing, as well as this pandemic and how it's disproportionately affecting our communities, specifically looking at low-income communities, worker communities, low-wage working communities, immigrant communities, communities of color. So can you all leave us with one thing of hope? You all are doing work every day that is 
connected to building a better world, imagining another way of being. Each of you leave me with something that keeps you going. This is JP. I can say for me, it's that communities can help each other. No one's coming to save us, so to speak. I think we're seeing that right now. And but we are here to help each other and that we see that each week. And it's such a beautiful thing. The community helps us and, and we're there to help them. This is Leela. <laughs> for me, it's seeing all the smiles on the shoppers faces when we're actually helping them with what they need. Thank you both. So with that, I'm really excited that we get to share a little bit of hope because, you know, this is it. This is how we show up for each other. So thank you both for your time. And um, we look forward to getting an update. And one last time, where is the Freedom Store? 7631 Thank you both so much for your time. And we look forward to getting an update in the future. Gracias.
Hi, this is Greg Landau here on La Raza Chronicles. And tonight we're going to be featuring music from local artists, a bunch of local artists who've just decided in this moment of chaos and confusion and lockdown to express themselves in their home studios. So we're going to be listening to a lot of different things from the Dharma Brass Band with Jamie Dubberley to Venezuelan music, Saname El Aire with Bululu, Black Lives Matter by Ismael Rodriguez and a group of people. We're going to hear something from John Santos's new album, The Art of the Descarga, Bernal Heights, Deuce Eclipse, Rico Pavon, and many others. So hang on, and you'll hear the voices of these local artists recorded in their home studios or maybe on their phone. Enjoy.
servirà. Hi, this is Jamie Dubberly, leader of the Dharma Brass Band. I started this band to explore the connection between New Orleans-style second-line brass bands and salsa and Afro-Caribbean jazz. Our current songs, Trump Lies and Love's Gonna Win, were recently released on the Round World Records label and were written and arranged by me to express our frustration with the hate, lies, and hypocrisy of our current administration, and also to offer hope that the idea of equality for all will win in the long run, that love will win and is stronger than hate. The band is made up of my friends from the Bay Area, including Luke Curley, Tuba, Camilo Landau Tres, Silvestre Martinez, Javier Cabanillas, Christian Pepin, Carlo Parazzo, Percussion, Brian Andres, Drums, Joe Mazzaferro and Stephen Kewen, Trumpets, Yours Truly, Mike Renta and Mara Fox, Trombone, Charlie Girk, P. Cornell and Benny Torres, Saxophones, and Cristel Durandi, Armando Cordova, Jeff Cordova, and Braulio Barrera, Vocals, with special guest Dublin. The music was produced and mixed by Greg Landau and mastered by Camilo Landau. Gun and I don't care. Waiting for the end, but this is the result of our ineptness. 
pay attention and then we get scared Oh, but status got me on it on the guest list It's a pity that I really don't care So I keep it nasty, baby, have some baby Everybody's asking lately, how's the daily? Sign that keeps us asking, waiting, half the dating Absolutely fascinating, past degrading Now we're bloody past debating, half the waiting Just to see the mastigating, masturbating Congress on a path that's raving, after hating Resist the liar, liar, and they're timeless ire with your tie on fire My name is Lali Mejia, leader of a Venezuelan band in the Bay Area called Bululu. And recently, in collaboration with Promañón, a Sacramento-based Venezuelan rap artist, we decided to join forces and write a tune dedicated to San Juan Bautista, the patron of the Afro-Venezuelan drums, in favor of raising awareness in the Latin community around the pandemic. The song is titled Saname el Aire, and through traditional chants that are typical of the genre, we beg San Juan to purify the air, to protect us, and help us heal, while at the same time asking the community to remain mindful, patient, and strong as a way of working through it together. In terms of production, we collaborated with Greg Landau in order to experiment and fuse the traditional folk drums and chants with rap lyrics, and even a bit of electronica to give it a different spin. Thanks so much for having me today. San Juan te pedimos la fuerza y la luz Al son de los cueros levanto y te miro San el aire, San Juan te lo pido Llévate lo malo hasta que nada quede con poder divino Yo sé que tú puedes con este fregón que sale del alma Te pedimos fuerza y te pedimos calma Muéstrame el camino que tengo que andar para poder sin miedo fuerte respirar Respirar como antes Sin miedo, temor, sin máscara y guantes Respirar como antes Arriba mi gente que cambia el semblante Respirar como antes Que el mundo sane y salgamos triunfantes Pedimos tu protección, sale el aire Juan Bautista y danos purificación, sale el aire Juan Bautista que no me quiero enfermar, dame luz y dame fuerza para poderte cantar. 
patrón del pueblo y tambor Bautista Malembe, danos protección No salgo de casa ni a ser pan de Dios Y aquí andamos a medio pulmón Llévate esta plaga, sácala pa' afuera Purifica el aire y que no nos hiera Extraño un abrazo hermano Mis panas, amigos, comunidad Cuéntame paciencia para sanar Te pedimos fuerza, nos toca esperar Te pedimos calma para batallar Contigo pa'lante y la fuerza al tambor Respirar como antes Sin miedo, temor, sin máscara y guantes Caminar como antes Saname este aire y echemos pa'lante Saname este aire Saname este aire Sácalo pa' fuera Fuera, fuera, fuera Sácalo pa' fuera Pa' que no nos hiera A todo pulmón Llévalo pa' fuera Purifica el aire Purifica el mar Dándole a los cueros, ay San Juan Bautista, llévate esta plaga, sácala pa' fuera y que no regrese a nuestros hogares. Fuera, 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 fuera. Te voy a pedir, te voy a rezar y todas las noches te voy a alumbrar, te voy a querer, te voy a cantar, de Caraballeda hasta Cumaná, llévatelo Juan, llévatelo ya, no lo quiero ver, que me va a matar, limpia el aire Juan, poder divino, como el aguacero, limpia los caminos, limpia el aire Juan, poder divino, juro que te canto y nunca termino. My name is Ismael Rodriguez. These days I'm known as Izzy Rodriguez, and I'm a founding member of the original Orquesta Batachanga. The ideas for writing Black Lives Matter slash Yes They Do came about from a, real, a dream that I had. In that dream, I pictured, uh, I, I could see this, you know, entourage of musicians, like a comparsa almost, you know, uh, marching down the street. The, the chorus was singing, Black Lives Matter, Yes They Do, you know, uh, and, and pretty much From that, I got up the next morning and I, I called Roberto Medina, who is a local musician and has a recording studio here in, in Oakland. And we um, sort of you know, tossed it around and collaborated a little bit and got some words uh, you know, to, uh, to actually come out with uh, the total song. Then we you know, started calling people that we might know that, that would be interested in, in recording. And some of those, you know, people are in my family, and you know, some are, you know, friends of a friend. And but uh, in the end, we uh, were very happy with what we came out with.
Good people, this is Rico Pavon. This next piece here is called Center of the Storm, produced by Head Nodic from off the album Never Mind the Title. I did this piece as a dedication to all the social justice organizers who do the behind the scenes work and to all the protesters who hit the streets when it's time to let the voice of the people be heard. Hopefully this song is like a soundtrack to the struggle and gives folks a little bit of hope and inspiration to keep on fighting for change because as we well know freedom is a constant struggle hope you dig it peace get up get up get up listen 
Dedication to my peoples on the front lines. Standing for justice with the fist up like a sunrise. Those the folks that chose the road that told a tough line. Hold it steady, ever ready, never run at crunch time. Rain, hail, sleet, snow. Marching in the freezing cold. Meeting on the weekends, planning how to get to freedom road. Dreaming and scheming on how we gonna defeat the foe. You the lighthouse in a storm, we can see the glow. When it goes down, just stand up. When a man's down, the woman up, lift us up. Give us love and strength when it's hard. You the voice when we hopeless and don't know how to respond. Now, imagine if it all just flipped. I mean, the world changed, rearranged, it didn't have to trip. Simple mathematics eradicated the nonsense. Like money for schools, not the military complex. They could fix it all for the cost of one bomb test. A choice between life and death is no contest. We married to the system, living with it all stressed. It's cheaper to keep it, but doesn't really cost less. Imagine life without the worry of debt, where you can walk the streets without your skin color posing a threat. Imagine private prisons closed down, turn into libraries, filled with books instead of bodies still alive and buried. And a block safe, cause it's hunger free, and the cops are great. Ain't no taking knees, bigger trees, six feet deep, pushing up daisies. And black lives matter, no ifs, buts, or maybes. All the babies of earth, value the birth, and know that they worth more than platinum steeples on any Catholic church. And the climate's balanced like the planet's gone in reverse. You the one that saw the smoke before the fire got worse, and it's worth. But when it goes down, you stand up. When a woman's down, you man up, lift us up, give us love and strength when it's hard. You the voice when we hopeless and don't know how to respond now. Yeah, you get up, 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 When it goes down, you stand up. When a man's down, the woman up, lift us up, give us love and strength when it's hard. You the voice will be hopeless and don't know how to respond now. We shall not surrender till the dream is gone. Houston is the center, centers of the storm. So we're going to continue hearing something very local, a song from John Santos's new record, The Art of the Descarga, Bernal Heights. Let's listen to John explaining what this is about. Yes, Bernal Heights is a special composition for me for a lot of reasons. Um, first of all, that's the neighborhood where I grew up. Uh, I was there from 1956 till, uh, I guess I spent about 14, almost 15 years there. And uh, also the lead singer, Orlando Torriente, he also spent a lot of time up on that hill. Also the violinist who's featured on that composition is an old-time collaborator of ours going back to the 70s, Anthony Blea. He also was born and raised up on that hill. So the song talks about things that happened in the neighborhood, things, uh, places, and, and things that people from that neighborhood would really understand, would resonate with the folks from the, from the hood, so to speak. Um, that piece also features Orestes Vilato, who's the greatest living exponent of the danzón rhythm and style on the timbales. And it's always been an honor and pleasure to have him collaborating with us. He's been in the Bay Area since 1980. Uh, also featured on there is the great Cuban flautist Orlando Maraca Valle. He does an amazing job. He knows that style super well and grew up in that style as well. Uh, another significance is in the title, Bernal Heights. You know, the first danzón ever written was Las Alturas de Simpson, which means Simpson Heights, which was a place in Matanzas. 
And that's where the creator of the danson, who wrote that first one, uh, Miguel Failde, he is from Matanzas. And so that, there's that connection of Bernal Heights and Simpson Heights. And then one more thing is that his great, great grandnephew or grandson, I'm not too clear on which exactly it is, but this young man is in Cuba today directing the group under his name. Um, his name is Etiel Failde, and he's directing the Orquesta Failde that his ancestor Miguel created back in the 1870s. Um, he's an amazing young man, and they continue to play danzones as well as m more contemporary music, and they're putting out wonderful productions in, in Cuba today. They're currently, right now as we speak, they're being considered for a Latin Grammy. So there, there's all those connections. All, uh, all those things are what come to mind for me when uh, I think about Bernal Heights. Thanks, Greg. Alturas Bernal Tanta historia Imposible borrar la memoria Tú eres parte de mi corazón
Miranda. Agua, ahí viene Saúl Sierra. Eclipse. Thank you for having me. This song I have for you, produced by Amp Live, is called Popo, which is, you know, a nickname for the police. I wrote this a long time ago. Uh, I don't even remember <laughs> how long ago it's been. But basically, I, it's just relative to everything that we've been going through today with law enforcement and just the racism that comes along with it towards our people you know and, and and it's been going on forever you know it, it, the cameras have highlighted it more but it's always been there underneath in the alleys you know where nobody could see it but now it's coming to light so the song to me i mean i hate to say it in a way because it is timeless because i don't think we should that the communities should suffer the way that they have been suffering especially these last couple of years it's been ridiculous you know so it's just basically about you know, the police and, and, and everything that they put us through by, you know, from planting drugs on us to pulling us over illegally to arresting us illegally to harassing us. You know, the choruses, who be watching us when we out in the street? The popo. Ain't nothing changed 1960. I watch them because of they watch me. El popo me mira con un foco. Like he, that flashlight's always in your face. You know what I mean? So uh, I wrote it for all people you know to to just to be aware of what goes on 
behind closed doors in the streets with the police and, and the citizens. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. I never felt it had to be that way, the discrimination and, and the harassment. And I hope that, you know, we are able to solve this crazy issue that we've been going through since law enforcement has been, you know. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you for having me. Once again, this is Ducey Clips reporting straight from Califatslan. Stay safe. Love one another. Peace. listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. If you'd like to stay up on our news, like us on Facebook at La Raza Chronicles on Facebook. If you want to hear this program or share it with a friend, you can go to soundcloud.com slash La Raza Chronicles and share it. If you have any ideas for interviews we should be doing or would like to get involved with our collective, you can email us at La Raza Chronicles at kpfa.org. Muchísimas gracias y buenas noches. Yeah.